You're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. Today I want to talk about my current thoughts on the keto diet because a lot has changed for me over the past couple of years and the way that I work with clients has changed quite a bit too. But before we talk about that, I just want to provide you with some insight into my health history. I was introduced to the keto diet in my early 20s, just after I had been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And at the time, I was struggling with stubborn weight gain. It was only a few kilos, but it was enough to make me feel pretty uncomfortable. I was fatigued. I was not coping well with stress. I was constantly craving sugar. And I was struggling with regular episodes of binge eating, which I would then follow with periods of restriction. I had skin issues, I had sluggish digestion, which left me feeling constantly bloated. I had severe PMS and big issues with my cycle. For eight years, I used the keto diet on and off to manage these symptoms. I was able to get these symptoms under control while on the keto diet, but as soon as I relaxed my diet, my symptoms would return. So I resigned myself to the fact that I would have to be very conscious of carbs for the rest of my life. In the early months of 2020, I decided I needed to put myself back on the keto diet to get these recurring symptoms under control. Now, in the past, I would begin to see these symptoms improve within the first week or so. But this time, weeks passed and nothing changed. I persisted with the plan, I cut out more carbs and I focused on eating as cleanly as possible. And eventually my weight and my skin health started to change, but other aspects of my health were getting much worse, so it was clear that something was wrong. After many months of trial and error, reading and research, I realised a number of facts about the keto diet which were difficult to accept mainly because I had devoted the past eight years to promoting the benefits of the keto diet. At that point, I had worked with thousands of people, coaching them on various types of keto plans. So it was a scary thing to be in a position where I wanted to change my message and my mind. Now, two years later, I'm free from those symptoms that bothered me for so long without having to be on a restrictive diet to keep them at bay. I have no signs of PCOS, insulin resistance, gut health issues or hormone imbalance. I'm able to eat an abundant amount of carbs daily, things like rice, potato, fruit, honey, even fruit juice forms a regular part of my daily diet. And it feels freeing to be able to enjoy these things without worrying about symptoms developing and without worrying about gaining weight. So now I'm going to share some of the things that helped me to realize that keto wasn't the answer for me 
And these are some of the things that have helped me to be able to eat a wider variety of food again without it affecting my health or my weight in a negative way. Number one, carbs are not actually the problem. Carbs are our body's preferred source of fuel. They are not supposed to cause rapid weight gain, bloating, binge eating, insulin resistance, hormone imbalance, or any other health issue that gets blamed on carbs. Now, I'm not suggesting that you can eat all the sugar you want without repercussions, but carbs are not the evil macronutrient that we are led to believe they are. If carbs do appear to cause health problems, cutting them out will work for a while, just like it did for me. But eventually the symptoms will break through and you'll be forced to deal with the real root cause. It was interesting for me to learn that there are certain minerals that your body needs to be able to turn carbs into fuel. If these minerals are lacking, carbs may cause problems. And after using a hair tissue mineral analysis to uncover my mineral status, I discovered that I was deficient in every mineral needed to utilize carbs. So one of the problems with the keto diet mindset is instead of balancing the missing minerals and nutrients that the body needs to thrive, we simply blame carbs. We cut them out of our diet and we think we have solved the problem. It was also interesting to discover that certain foods can impair or block your body's ability to turn carbs into fuel. And when we are aware of these foods, we can reduce them because they are not essential like carbs are and your body won't miss them. And then you can eat the carbs that your body wants without gaining weight. Number two, the keto diet can make things worse. Any kind of extreme restriction forces the body into a stressed state and a stressed body will struggle to heal. When I was first diagnosed with PCOS, I was struggling with estrogen dominance, insulin resistance, subclinical hypothyroid function, gut health issues, impaired detoxification and nervous system dysregulation. The last thing my body needed at that time was to be starved of carbs. By cutting out carbs, I starved my liver of the fuel it needed to function well, which further perpetuated the toxin buildup and estrogen dominance. I starved my thyroid and metabolism of the fuel it needed to work well, causing me to regain weight rapidly every time I went off the keto plan. I caused my body to be in a high-stress state where it was forced to produce ketones for fuel. And in this stressed state, I was unable to heal my gut, I was unable to heal the hormone imbalances, and I was unable to signal to my body that it was safe to maintain a healthy weight. What my body really needed during this time was nourishment. But sadly, we are brainwashed by diet culture to think dieting and restriction is the answer to all of our health concerns, when really it makes everything worse. Number three, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's healthy. One thing I struggled to get my head around was 
how could the keto diet be making things worse if I felt so good when I was on it? Now, if you've tried the keto diet before, you would know that cravings and hunger disappear within a few days, which honestly should be the first red flag because an absence or a, a loss of appetite is not actually a good thing. It's a sign that something is wrong, but once again, it has been glamorized by diet culture as something that we should aim to achieve. When you start a keto diet, bloating tends to improve within a few days. Energy appears to improve. Everything seems to feel better until, of course, you fall off track because your body becomes desperate for carbs. As I mentioned in point two, any kind of extreme restriction forces the body into a stressed state. So carb restriction, extreme calorie restriction, and anything below sort of 12 to 1300 calories is considered extreme for an adult. Prolonged periods of fasting, even excessive exercise will cause stress to increase. And I just want to circle back to calories. If you have to consistently eat 1200 calories or less to lose weight, then weight loss should not be the thing that you're focusing on. Firstly, because your body and your metabolism needs nourishment and healing. Having to restrict in this way is a sign that something is wrong. Secondly, it is unlikely that you will actually be able to maintain such a low intake of fuel. And when you do start eating more, you will gain the weight back. And lastly, if you do manage to eat 1200 calories long term, your metabolism will continue to slow down, so to speak, and eventually you will begin to gain weight and you'll have to eat even less next time if you want to lose weight again. So when stress is high, we can feel really good. High stress can cause your appetite to disappear. It can cause an increase in energy. It can cause brain fog to disappear. High levels of stress can suppress almost any symptom for a while. Eventually, the body cannot cope with these high levels of stress. And this is the point where most people fall off their plan. And we blame things like a lack of willpower or a lack of motivation. But this is not actually the real problem. When we spend too much time in a highly stressed state, whether that stress is because of life circumstances, work, restrictive dieting, whatever the cause, our metabolism becomes suppressed. And as soon as we start eating more, we regain the weight. And not only does the weight return, but it becomes harder to lose it on our next attempt. Periods of high stress will also deplete the very minerals we need to use carbs for fuel, which further enforces the false belief that carbs make us gain weight. Over time, stress will damage gut health, it will impair liver function, it will disrupt hormones, and all of this is going on under the surface while we're feeling really good on our carb-restricted plan. And it's not until we start eating carbs again that stress comes down because carbs are actually anti-stress. It's one of the reasons why we crave carbs, sugar and salt when we're stressed. 
So it's not until we begin to eat these carbs again that stress comes down and the symptoms that have been kind of simmering under the surface begin to appear, which reinforces the false belief that carbs are bad and that carbs cause whatever symptom it is that you're struggling with. When I first heard this information, I was triggered. I was upset to learn that what I believed to be true may not actually be true. But I was so desperate to fix my health issues that I was willing to do anything. So if you resonate with what I have spoken about today, if you want to gain freedom from restriction and keto dieting, reach out because I would love to help you. You can find me on Instagram at Christina Ettore, or you can visit my website, which is currently renewhealththerapies.com.au. Thanks for listening today.